This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. Welcome back to Outspoken. Now, I've had a really stressful weekend because my boyfriend has just found out that he has to be on a low FODMAP diet. And I've heard this word <laughs> thrown around a few times, but I've never truly understood what actually this diet involves yeah. until now. And for anyone who's listening who is on this diet, I feel incredibly sorry for you. At the moment, I've created these two charts which show what food he can and cannot have. So what can, what can you eat on the FODMAP diet? It's very confusing. So for Brandon, for anyone who knows Brandon, he's a country boy and his diet is very plain. Literally, before this diet, he lives off steak, mm-hmm. hot dogs, chips, hamburgers, chips. He's soft drink. Soft drink. <laughs> he also eats a lot of milky bars because I used to work with Brandon and he'd come in from the petrol station for breakfast on the way into work and he'd have like a Gatorade or Milky Bar and maybe a pie. So very healthy. He's a, he's also a lover of milkshakes. Mm. Um, but, yeah, he's soon discovered that he can't really have lactose anymore. Um, it's, it's actually really funny because I've told him to start trying to obviously eat a little bit healthier. And I tried to get him onto apples, but apparently this is a big no-no in the oh. low format diet. So he can have oranges. He's surviving off oranges at the moment. Um, he can't have steak anymore. Oh. That's high FODMAP, apparently. He's really been having chicken, really? salad. Oh. Gosh, I don't even know. Like, I honestly, the whole thing has confused me. I'm going to go, I've got to find a low FODMAP recipe mm. book. I'm a really bad girlfriend. I actually don't cook dinner for him at all. But I thought maybe this week I might surprise him with a meal because he's been putting a lot of thought and effort into these meals. Do you know what it reminds me of? That TV show where it would be those extreme eaters and say they'd only eat biscuits and then they try and introduce them to fruit and veggies. One thing that's really surprised me is Brandon has now started drinking kombucha and that is because obviously it's a fermented tea so it's really good for your gut. And he actually really enjoys it. I know it's shocking isn't it because he's always been someone that just drinks Sprite. Yeah, he's on the remedy kombuchas at the moment. They're really nice. <laughs> well, just talking about boyfriends, the other night I went into our ensuite and Dale was cutting his own hair. What, with scissors or a shaver? No, with, with both, with scissors and a shaver. This is a regular occurrence yeah, for him, isn't it? We are not even in lockdown in South Australia. You can go out, you can go to a hairdresser. So Dale has been making me cut his hair for the last probably six months after he had a really terrible haircut and now he's ditched me and doing it himself. Gee, you can't get much further down the list. Like, is he soon just going to get the shaver and just completely just shave it all off? He actually did a pretty good job, though. Well, I tidied it up. (laughs) Oh, time for another Tara update. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. Just because no one cares what Tara says or does, don't let that stop you from mentioning her every 40 seconds. Nadi Bartel has been caught snorting what appears to be cocaine at an illegal party on Thursday night in Melbourne. Kate, how did this vision become public? Well, it's very awkward because Nadia's best friend and business partner, Ellie Pearson, is believed to have accidentally shared this footage to Instagram. So Ellie has subsequently deleted the video and her Instagram account in what I believe must have been a bit of a panic. 
It just reminds me of when you accidentally send a text and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? It's like she thought deleting her Instagram account would somehow delete this video. So unfortunately for Nadia, that did not stop the vision going viral. Now the video shows Nadia snorting what appears to be cocaine from a plate surrounded by a group of friends. Now it is believed the gathering took place on Thursday night last week, the same evening the AFL Players Association Awards were being presented. But I was thinking to myself, could this be a party to celebrate Nadia and Jimmy Bartel's finalised divorce? It is all really interesting timing because we have also just recently heard that Jimmy Bartel and his girlfriend Lauren Mann are no longer together. So their relationship has officially ended. Now, Lauren was, of course, at the center of the Bartel's marriage breakdown. Jimmy was allegedly seeing her while still married to Nadia. Well, on the topic of Jimmy, he actually shared an Instagram story whilst the shit was hitting the fan for his former wife. And he shared a photo of himself in bed with his two children saying that they were taking it slow on the lockdown morning. Now, it is really important to note that this has happened during Victoria's sixth lockdown. So the Department of Health was asked about this breach and they said they're liaising with Victoria Health in relation to this alleged incident. And at the time of recording, Victoria Police is yet to provide a public statement on the matter. Funnily enough, Victorian Premier Dan Andrews was also asked about the clip at his daily coronavirus briefing and he said he hadn't seen the video yet. So he said, I would urge everybody to do their best to follow the rules all of the time. I know it's tough. It's very difficult. Beyond that, I don't tend to comment on footage that I haven't seen. He clearly had seen the vision. I suppose this is public relations 101. If you don't want to answer a question about something, pretend that you haven't seen it or you're unaware of it. Well, his media advisor wouldn't be doing a very good job at briefing him if they hadn't mentioned this video because it has gone viral. It really has. And late on Friday afternoon, Nadia came out on Instagram and apologized. So Nadia released a statement saying, I have let you all down by my actions. I take full responsibility and I'm committed to taking all necessary steps to ensure I make better choices in the future. To my family and friends, my business partners and public health workers trying to keep us all safe. I'm embarrassed and remorseful. I'm truly and deeply sorry. I hope I can earn your forgiveness and in time your trust. Before Nadia released this statement, she actually jumped on her Instagram page and removed her business interests and also sponsorships from her Instagram bio, including links to her spray tan company and also her brand Henny. I did find this very interesting. Obviously, she doesn't want those brands to be connected in any way with what has happened, even though they already are. It seems like she was very much in damage control and I am impressed in terms of the timeliness of the announcement. It did come out very quickly and I've got to say was worded very well. It does annoy me though because I am a Nadia Bartel fan and I was so disappointed to see this footage. Not only, I mean, the drug taking aside because that's someone's own personal decision, but the fact that she and alongside these other former wives and girlfriends of AFL players were breaking lockdown rules. Now, I'm only mentioning the fact that they used to date AFL players because AFL players have been treated like absolute gods during this pandemic. They are allowed to travel. They have you know, had a bubble in Queensland last year where all their girlfriends and partners were flown in. I feel like there is a little bit of a this privilege that the, this sort of the community feels. And I think that it's really not a good look that high profile people in the AFL community have been caught having an illegal party. 
See, for me, the alleged drug taking was really disappointing. And it's safe to say that the AFL has a really toxic drug culture. And this just shone a light on it even more. I just found the whole thing really sad to watch. As you say, Kate, I have been a fan of Nadia Bartel for a number of years and have really respected the way that she's handled her relationship breakdown. Obviously, with a relationship breakdown does come a number of issues and, you know, we don't know why she's taking these drugs. Obviously, it's a very difficult time in lockdown yeah. for a number of people. It might be some form of escape, but I don't understand why anyone in their right mind would film this. Yeah. Like, What was the friend thinking to pick up their phone and record this and also to allow someone to record this of you? Mm. I think you hit the nail on the head, Sophie, when you said disappointing. It's extremely disappointing. And it will be really interesting to see what the ramifications are for Nadia because I feel like because she is a woman, I feel like she's really going to feel the ramifications well, as opposed is- to if a man was caught because we've seen time and time again AFL players caught out for drug use and they seem to bounce back. Well, this is already happening in the newspaper coverage. I mean, we have a photo of Nadia allegedly snorting cocaine, which is juxtaposed with an image of Jimmy in bed with his kids having a quiet morning. Now, it's really scary what's going to happen because they have joint custody of the kids and this is just opening Nadia up to potentially having that taken away and being posed as an unfit parent. Well, what about her career as well? I mean, she was doing all of the red carpet stuff for the Brownlow. I feel like that's probably going to be taken from her too. Also, since the divorce, she has been under immense media scrutiny. I mean, The Daily Mail managed to actually say, well, yeah, that definitely is Nadia in the video because they'd been stalking her earlier that day and had vision of her wearing the exact clothes that she was was in the vision. And she was also photographed holding a box of wine. So obviously not a great look, but you can just imagine how many paparazzi will be after her now. Well, it's really unfortunate because she was apparently wearing a new piece of her brand, Henny. So she can't even say, oh, these were old photos or this was old vision that was taken. I did actually love the shirt she was wearing. I know that's really not the point, but... I do wonder what's going to happen to her brand, though, because she does have a lot to lose in regards to that. She, I'm just really shocked and so upset by this because, to me, she just seems so polished. See, for me, I don't think the alleged drug taking will have as big of an impact on her personal brand as breaking the lockdown rules because I think we're at a moment in Australia... So there's a line, you're either pro-vax, pro-lockdown or you're anti-vax, anti-lockdown, breaking the rules. And I think that we're coming to a point where we expect a lot more from Australian influencers. And she really is a top-notch Australian influencer. Like, I think she is influencer royalty in Australia. Yeah. So I think that the ramifications are going to be huge for her personal brand and sponsorships moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen people commenting and saying, oh, I don't care about the nose beers. It's more about the lockdown for me. So there's almost a bit of a joke going on. And on a lighter note, there has been debate raging online about the plate that was shown in the video. So Nadia was snorting the white substance from this plate and people are debating whether the plate is from Ikea or whether the plate is from Kmart. It's funny you say that because the first time I showed this to a colleague at work, her initial response was not shock that she was snorting what looks like cocaine, but it was, oh my God, is that a cheap Ikea plate? <laughs> I, I, saw a, I saw a meme go up and it said, put your $1.50 Kmart plates out for Nadia Bartel and it just absolutely cracked me up. But why are people, but why are people so shocked that she's not snorting cocaine off like a really expensive plate? Like, would you? I don't know. You just assume that they are quite wealthy, so they'd have different plates. 
So, Kate, just for the record, are you team Ikea or are you team Kmart? I think it's from Ikea because, as I said, the lady I work with, she said she had the plate. So, But I've seen a lot of that commentary online. People are like, no, I have that plate. It's from Kmart. <laughs> I have it. It's from Ikea. Do you think the plate's going to sell out? Like, is this something that's going to come from? Is everyone going to be rushing down to Ikea and Kmart? I really hope not. I hope she hasn't got that influence on people's buying of plates because, I mean, we don't even know if it was Nadia's plate or not. Since recording on Friday, there have been further developments in the Nadia Bartel story. Firstly, it's become clear how the video got uploaded to Instagram. The video was allegedly intended for Ellie Pearson's sister. Ellie thought she was forwarding it onto her sister, however, accidentally uploaded the video to her Instagram and Facebook story. Now, the mistake was apparently due to a smashed phone screen. So the footage was public for 10 minutes before it was taken down, which gave it enough time to go viral. Since recording the segment, a nude photo of Nadia Bartel has also been circulating online. However, opinions are divided on who released the photo, with journalist Peter Ford speculating that Nadia released the photo to divert attention away from the alleged drug taking. On Twitter, Peter Ford wrote, Interesting twist in the Nadia Bartel story. Someone has now leaked a nude photo of her. This means it now becomes a case of revenge porn and a matter for the police. It also means she's now a victim as opposed to the earlier story which would garner her little public sympathy. I think it is really important to reiterate that this is just speculation. And I do really feel for Nadia if this is an act of revenge porn. With her name so heavily in the media at the moment, someone could have easily been shopping these images around or been waiting for a time that they increase in value. I also think that some people love to kick others while they're down. So this could also be a reason that these photographs are circulating at the moment. And I find the whole thing very disturbing. Now, Dan Andrews has finally gotten around to seeing the vision of Nadia and he anticipates that every single person at that house will be receiving a $5,500 fine for breaking lockdown rules. Now, this incident is proving to be very costly for Nadia. It is understood that she has lost a number of her lucrative endorsement contracts and ambassador roles with Mecca and JS Health. So on Sunday, without explicitly naming Nadia, JS Health Vitamins announced it was severing ties with an individual who has endorsed their products. Just four weeks ago, Nadia promoted JS Health across her Instagram page. So the statement from JS Health read, We, like many of you, are shocked and disappointed by the recent actions of an individual who has endorsed our products. JS Health fundamentally supports all public health orders in place to keep us safe in this hugely difficult time for many. We do not tolerate illicit behavior. Please know that we have taken immediate action and will no longer be working with this individual or anyone who does not align with our values. I think that this is a fantastic move by JS Health and I really respect their decision to do so. As a health brand, it was vital for them to distance themselves with this sort of behavior, not only the drug taking, but also the connotations that go with someone who is breaking lockdown rules. Now, although she's lost these lucrative deals, people are saying that perhaps a Kmart or Ikea contract could be on the cards. As we mentioned earlier, social media was ablaze with commentary about the plate used in the video, with many debating which store it's from. So who knows, there could be a potential sponsorship opportunity there. I am really eager to see as the week progresses which other brands choose to stand by Nadia or choose to distance themselves from her. Oh my god, <laughs> you're joking. You joking? Not at all. Is it really? <laughs> really? Really? 
Mia Plessick is the latest influencer to try and save face after her apparent controversial COVID views went viral. On Wednesday, the founder and CEO of Slick Hair Company issued an apology for sharing her political views and said she was remorseful over the content she shared. Now, so before we get into it, for those who don't know her, who is Mia Plessick? Well, Mia is an entrepreneur, business owner and influencer in her own right with 76.3 thousand followers on TikTok and 16.7 thousand on Instagram. And when I saw her, I thought she looked really familiar. And I suddenly realized that she used to manage Michael Finch when he was at the peak of his fame. So she organized a lot of the makeup tours that he did around the country and also appeared in a number of his vlogs. Now, Mia grew up in a small coastal town on the surf coast in Victoria. She went to high school in Lawn, which she hated because she experienced a lot of bullying. In an interview, she said, from such a young age, I always had such a fascination for money and what it could buy you. I knew from a young age that with hard work comes great reward and I knew that I wanted a good life. After school, Mia studied to be a personal trainer and went on to do a year of an exercise science degree before dropping out to pursue business. Now, despite only being 29, Mia has launched her fair share of startup businesses. So in 2015, she launched a teeth whitening business called Pearly Whites Australia. Now that business turned over $2 million in its first six months. However, Mia said in an interview that she ended up selling her share in the company and moving on after the relationship with her business partner didn't work out. So Mia was quoted as saying, when investors don't hold your same vision and don't have the same work ethic as you it never works out so after the teeth whitening company mia then went on to launch other startup companies including cold pressed juices and a subscription-based tampon company so it all went really big for mia at the start of the pandemic in february when she launched slick stick which is a hair wand that i'm sure everyone has been seeing all over instagram so basically it's designed to keep all your baby hair in place and make your ponytail look nice and slick I think the reason it's become such a TikTok sensation is because of the application process of the slick stick. People love watching how simple and easy yet really effective it is. And I suppose because everyone has flyaways, they can relate to the product as well. Yeah, well, interestingly, the slick stick started as a white label product. So that means it was originally available to marketers to rebrand and use as they wish. So it's not like Mia has actually invented this product. As you said, so if these videos have been so popular on TikTok, one of the first videos Mia shared of the product and a day in the life of her business actually got 40,000 views very quickly. It's been reported that the Slick Stick has made $1 million in its first year on the market, but Mia has said that she spent $100,000 on influencer marketing to create brand awareness and to generate sales. And I think she's been very effective with her influencer marketing. I have seen this product everywhere. I've seen the likes of Chloe Zepp, Sophie Keisha, Kira Maguire, Jazz Hand. They've all been promoting it. And I do really think that the success of the product has relied on this influencer marketing, which really is interesting in the whole scheme of things when you think about Mia's personal brand and how that has been affected during this saga. Now, Amy, can you run us through what Mia has been accused of? 
Well, Mia's been accused of being anti-lockdown after she posted a video of herself attending the first Freedom Rallies in Melbourne. In this video, she shared vision of the sea of protesters with the caption, What the media won't show you, 30,000 Victorians protesting for their rights for freedom. She's also been accused of being anti-vax after she shared on her Instagram story that she would not be bribed into getting the vaccine with the lure of travel. So a follower asked her in a Q&A if she'll get the vaccine if it's a prerequisite to travel. Mia responded, no, I'll pay a black market doctor to sign my COVID passport if I have to. I don't give a fuck. I'll go as far as I need. Nobody will bribe me to jab poison in my body in order to be free. So this week, Mia had somewhat changed her tune when asked whether she'll get vaccinated. This time she replied, what I choose to do or not do with my body is nobody's business. So there's also been other allegations that are currently just hearsay. So we're not going to touch on those points. But it does appear Mia has received backlash for her anti-vax and anti-lockdown sentiment as she's recently removed from her Instagram bio on her personal account that she is the owner of Slickstick. Now, on Tuesday, everything really blew up after TikToker Clary Garrett released a video calling Mia out for her views on COVID. Now, later that day, Clary shared a screenshot of a DM she allegedly received from Mia Plessic. In the message, which appears to be from Mia's verified account, the sender claimed to be a News Corp editor called Julia and asked Clary for her email address to take part in a story about influencers in the Daily Mail. Now, following the exchange, Clary was then sent a ceased and desist letter allegedly from Mia. So we thought we would invite Clary onto the show to share her experience. Clary, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you join us today. Thank you, girls. Now, Clary, your TikTok has absolutely blown up since you shared a video calling out influencer Mia Plissett. You have gained nearly 20,000 followers this week. Can you tell us, what has this last week been like for you? In total honesty, it has been absolute insanity. When I posted that um, that video, the initial video on Mia, I was like, this nobody's going to see this, you know, nobody's really going to care. Um, it's not like she's got a million followers or anything like that. Uh, and then it kind of just started blowing up and the chain of events started and it just yeah turned into something a lot bigger than I was expecting. And for those who haven't seen your TikTok account yet, can you explain what other sort of content you share and also the reason why you started sharing it? Yeah, so, um, so I mean, I'm sure by now everyone's heard of the uh, Chloe Zepinoski Mitchell Orwell uh, <laughs> drama. Um, I, I saw... Um, the, basically the vlog of him, you know, saying some really horrible things about healthcare workers. And I was just so frustrated that somebody in such a position of privilege in, you know, that's wealthy and lives in a beautiful home on the Gold Coast where in Queensland we've been relatively lucky. We're not only breaking lockdown restrictions, but saying stuff like that. And so, you know, I thought, oh, I'm just going to get on TikTok and have a rant, get that emotional energy out there um, to my four followers that I had at the time. And then... It got a hundred and thirty thousand views, wow. um, and it just kind of blew, blew up. And everyone was like, "Oh, can you talk about other influencers who are doing the same thing?" And so I've made videos on um, other influencers since then that have been, you know, either not following lockdown restrictions or sharing anti-vaccine or anti-mask rhetoric. Because personally, I feel like it's really dangerous. I think it just contributes to so many issues that we're having in Australia at the moment by not following public health orders and encouraging people to do the same, particularly in regard to vaccine hesitancy as well. So I've just been making videos since then and 
you know, I, somebody submitted and was like, I think we need to talk about, you know, this mayor check because um, she's allegedly said on, um, you know, um, Instagram that she's going to get a, a, a fake COVID passport to talk about it. And so that's kind of where it went from there. And I'm guessing you've probably received a lot of DMs from some anti-vaxxers and I'm assuming they're not too happy with your content. Absolutely not. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of, it's, it's a mix of like, let, um, the big one that I get is let people have their own opinion um, and it's their opinion and they should be entitled to it, which I find so hypocritical because it's my opinion that they should just follow the restrictions and the health mm. of life. Um, so it's really contradictory when they say that. But then the other half of it is just these absolutely disgusting comments that are, you know, you know, you're overweight or you're ugly or you're jealous or you're obsessed. Or I've had a few that were like, you know, I want to kick your head in or why don't you, you know, go and harm yourself mm-hmm. or one thing I should have my son taken off me. Oh but my it's gosh. this really like big mix of just, I guess, like a lot of negative energy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fascinating how people respond to hearing things that they don't want to hear. I'm so sorry you've been experiencing that because, as you say, it must be so hard when you've just put out a video, you think, to a couple of people as well and suddenly you blow up and you sort of become then a centre, you know, of discussion. So I'm sorry you're having to experience and I, and that. And I don't think sometimes people realise how nasty some of the anti-vaxxers have been online. I've seen Abby Chatfield share a lot of comments and DMs that she's been receiving and it's honestly next-level bullying. Yeah, it look, the first few really got to me. But then I, I'd received, what's amazing is that I'd received a lot of support. Abby Chatfield was actually one of the people that was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, Clem Ford as well. Um, and a few other, you know, influencers and accounts or people that report on that sort of thing that had reached out to me and been like, hey, you know, you're getting all this attention, love what you're doing, um, you know, hope you're okay and just kind of have given me some advice. And then just the overwhelming support from just everyday people that are like, you know, I've, I've had a lot of comments from nurses that are being like, hey, I appreciate you doing this so much and getting this out there. And it kind of makes it worth it in a way. Yeah, that and that's amazing, that sisterhood, I feel like, that's online, being sort of led by the likes of Abby Chatfield and Clementine Ford. It's a great bunch of women, I suppose, to be supported by. So have you actually been asked to officially remove any of your content by Mia personally? So the initial contact that I had with Mia... Um, which was um, fascinating in its own way because it started off with a message um, with her saying that she was Julie from News Corp um, and wanting to get in contact with me about my videos. Um, And then I got the letter attached um, and then she said, you know, you need to respond to this in seven days. Um, And, yeah, basically this is quite severe. You need to be careful what you do. Um, I'm paraphrasing here, but that was the general consensus of the message. Um, and I kind of messaged her back once or twice and then haven't applied to her since. Um, and I haven't heard anything else. So, no, really. No is the answer to that question. Wouldn't it be love to be a fly on the wall mm. when Mia realised that she'd sent it in her own name? Like, can you imagine? <laughs> well, the, uh, the message I got back from her was that I she was checking to see if it was me and that I believe... Uh, again, I'm probably paraphrasing here, but, but, but I took the bait. Um, and I had a big laugh about that because I took the bait. I'm, I'm not a fish. I'm a person. <laughs> if she just asked my email, and I said this in a video, that if she just asked my email or my details to serve me with the letter, I would have happily given them to yeah. her. Yeah. 
your heart would drop, wouldn't you, mm. if you sent something like that? Because let's be honest, a lot of people have a burner Instagram account, don't they? Mm. And she's gone failed. Oh, I don't know if you um, meant to send that, send that from that one, but yeah, look, I don't know. I don't know with that. Mm. So on Wednesday, Mia released an apology on her Instagram for the views that she shared that may have offended people. What was your reaction to the apology? Um, look, my opinion on any influencer apology is that they're usually not well written. Um, I think the Chloe, the Chloe Zepp statement was probably a really good example of that. In my opinion. Um, so I kind of felt about that apology the same way that I feel about all influencer apologies. Um, so yeah, it wasn't. It didn't really hit the mark with me. If mm. That makes sense. Thank you so much for your time, Clary. We've loved having you on the show today and we will leave a link to your TikTok in our show notes. On Wednesday night, Mia Plessick shared a three-minute video to her Instagram story where she apologised for sharing what she called her political views. Now, in my opinion, the apology seemed very rehearsed and also not entirely genuine. Let's throw to a clip of the apology. I wanted to quickly come on here and um, clear a few things up. Uh, Some things went down over the weekend that I want to discuss um, and some allegations were made towards myself and my company um, and I thought it was important to address those publicly. Um, A few months ago, I shared um, my view and opinion about everything that's happening in the world online. And in doing that, I have realized that I've hurt, harmed and upset a lot of people um, with my political view. Um, I have spent a lot of time since then uh, reflecting on what I said and I'm very remorseful for the content that I have put out there. Um, I have educated myself a lot on everything and my opinions have definitely changed. Um, so I want to be able to take this opportunity to um, apologize to anyone who was offended by um, my content. So after this apology, she then went on to say that she realizes how loud and influential her voice actually is and that she would be more careful about what she chooses to discuss on her social media platforms. Interestingly, though, she then ended this apology by saying that there have been a lot of false allegations made against her in the last few days, and she does not condone bullying and online harassment. She said she will stand very loud and proud about the false allegations made about her and flag that she would be taking legal action against people bullying her. She finished off by saying that she'll be taking a break from social media to deal with things behind the scenes. What did you guys think about this apology? I do think that the apology could be perceived as being quite intimidating, especially because she mentioned that she would be pursuing legal action. It's clear that Mia has a lot to protect at the moment. Obviously, she has this very successful business, which is Slickstick, and she doesn't want anything getting in the way of ruining that for her, I assume. So that is, in my opinion, why she has put out this apology. As you say, Kay, I think that she hit a few right notes with the apology, you know, saying that she's reflected on her behavior and is remorseful of what she has, the content that she has put out there. I do find it interesting that she says that she has educated herself and that her opinion has changed. I'm assuming she's saying that her opinion has changed in regards to the COVID vaccine. Yeah, but the thing that I noted was that she seemed to, again, like Chloe Zepp's statement, because hers wasn't really apology, dance around what the actual issue is. She never says vaccine. She never says COVID. It's sort of just like, oh, things that are going on in the world at the moment. It's very ambiguous, isn't it? 
It really is. It just seems like something that you put out there to save face and try to appease people. And I do find it really interesting. These sorts of statements have been coming out over the last couple of weeks, particularly for someone like Mia, because as you said, she's had this very successful product and the product is very much aligned to her TikTok account and also to the influences that she chooses to promote her product. So funnily enough, a lot of those influences like Chloe Zepp, have been sort of aligned to that anti-vax, anti-lockdown sentiment. So it will be interesting to see who she continues to align the brand with. And I do find it interesting that she has had to come out and make this apology because ultimately people are buying this product because of her and her own personal brand. And I think that she was worried that if she didn't come out and apologize, it would affect sales. Since the apology, she's also removed slick stick from her personal bio, obviously in a move to distance her own personal brand with the product itself. But has she actually apologized on TikTok? Because that's where a lot of her sales come from. No, she actually put the apology on her Instagram, which is very interesting because her audience is predominantly on TikTok. So I do think that there was a little bit of strategy around that. I'm really intrigued to see what happens with Slick Stick sales. People at the moment want to distance themselves from brands that don't align with their views. So I will be really interested to see what happens. Well, I think that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Outspoken. And if you want to join in on the conversation, head over to our Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community. And also we love when you share where you're listening to the podcast from on Instagram. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and tag us. We're at Outspoken underscore the underscore podcast. And we're also on TikTok. So go over and follow us. We're on this with the same username, Outspoken underscore the underscore podcast. <laughs>